Ring the bells that you can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's where the light comes in. So the triplets and I, July 25th, are at the giant chime that's at Emory University on the famous peach tree where they were born and the chimes that I rang several times when I was pregnant with them, coming to visit this hospital, preparing when I was on bed rest. Hannah wheeled me out here a couple times. We got permission finally after a couple weeks on bed rest for me to go outside. Um, and we had a picnic here right by these chimes right before I gave birth to the triplets. Um, beautiful picnic of fruits and cheeses and special things that I could barely enjoy because it was so to the brim and we went and rolled past some fountains and by the time we had spent about 40 minutes I was like oh my goodness I'm gonna burst and we went and I took a nap I ate a very large peanut butter and peach sandwich and I slept for hours while our friends had worship around me visiting and talking to Hannah and that night at 11.30, I went into labor. And at midnight, I was like, oh, this isn't just like, put your hands on my back and press down, Hannah. This is labor. Um, I'm actually in labor, finally, after three weeks of being in a time of having contractions. Um, and my waters broke um, two weeks in before they were born, which meant we made it to the exact day of 32 weeks, the magic number of weeks that you can um, basically know that your children will be born and be pretty much okay with the least side effects of premature birth side effects. I don't know if that's called side effects or developmental limitations or miracle of nature uh, meets modern science. But either way, here's the bell and this is the one I can ring. The children rang it and I recorded them ringing it today. And here's my turn. but there's um, the little bar of music is actually on the bottom of the bell chime the um, thing that rings the chimes that turns them from hollow soundless tubes into channels of joy so I'll take a picture and put it on this episode of the podcast thanks for hearing it and being part of my tone therapy healing that I've been looking for and I forgot was actually right here where it all began (laughs) thanks for being on the journey y'all very powerful to me. Jess Ray tune. I've been walking with it in my mind and heart since I heard it earlier this week. Water, wind, fire. And yet those are the elements. I'm being with nature 
and feeling the presence of the divine in nature is the journey I've been on for the last year or lifetime or especially since I tried to conceive a child which became the journey of having triplets when I prayed to have triplets no I didn't pray to have triplets well I sort of did a friend of mine asked me at my birthday just before uh, their conception happened or as it was happening Laura what would you like for your birthday this year we were on a hike at the Palisades National Forest of Atlanta by Chattahoochee River overlooking the river and the valley my friend Amy said what would you like for your birthday this year Laura what's your wish and I said children and she immediately laughed and said children huh you said plural I said oh that's so funny that can't happen although we had done uh, through our clinic process um, counseling and conversations more than any couple um, who's having um, the process of trying to get pregnant in a hetero experience might have to think about Um, we were really prepared for the possibility of multiples even though we didn't think the way we were trying to get pregnant with um, artificial insemination that it would work out that way my wife Hannah really wanted to have children who would have siblings and I didn't understand how that would be possible for us since it was taking us so many tries to even have one pregnancy and it hadn't happened yet in that time I would go often with Hannah to the ocean to the gulf and I would lay in the gulf like a starfish recently I said to friends when I go to the gulf I'm just going to have time to lay out like a starfish I'm so exhausted from teaching and parenting and getting to the place of having five-year-old triplets. I just need to be in the ocean waters like a starfish or laid out on the beach or anywhere I can just to be. Which is a joke, but it's actually a spiritual practice and a pattern that I've done in the past. So we would go to the Gulf. Cape San Blas area is a sacred place to us. For that reason, praying and wondering, would we ever be able to conceive and the long process of trying to do that as a couple using a fertility clinic. I would lay in the ocean and say to God, what do you need of me? How can I let go to this process? Trying to be one with the universe. This song by Jess Ray, Water, Wind, Fire, encompasses that whole experience and what it's like to be a parent. It's what it's been like for me to try to process what it is that I've had conceived, born, carried into being, and parented now for five years. These three little beings who are now all consuming in my life. A very close metaphor or experience, lived experience, close as I can get, probably, besides deep partnering love or love of a friend. Being a parent brings you even closer, I think, to that vulnerable place of completely letting go, losing control, and being in the loving capacity of what's possible, which is to parent. So... In this episode of this podcast, part of my journey as a friend is to try to explain my own lived experience of the divine 
of God in my life, what it's like to try to be open to that, to be born again to the light of Christ in my life. That's the language that is true for me, walking with a friend, Jesus, walking with friends in the God place, in the place between us where we're carried and the light comes through. That's my experience of the creator, the beloved of divine. So in the next piece of this episode, you'll hear me offer the letter that I wrote to the children before their fifth birthday to try to explain to them what it was like to birth them. And I'll also offer the words to the lyrics of this song. Water, Wind, Fire by Jess Ray from her album, Pull the Stars from the Sky. Check her out. She's pretty incredible. Recording the letter to my children on the carpool pickup line, waiting opportunity. I've been looking for the moment to record this episode and this letter for maybe two months. I don't know if this is the moment that feels like it's way opening or if it's just being in the waiting and being ready, like labor when you just want it to be time. Come to the river called life. A poem for my people on the occasion of celebrating the birthday, party, community gathering of Peggy and Charlie and John's fifth birthday. Written for my children. And an offering of the insights of love to the beloved community. Come to the river Chattahoochee in the fall. The herons fly o'er. The colors will blind you. Peaceful waters are flowing. You'll find yourself free. Come to the river, the Chattahoochee in the fall. The herons fly o'er. The colors will blind you. Peaceful waters are flowing, you'll find yourself free. These are the poem song lines that came to me in November 2013 when I went to lay by the Chattahoochee River. I went to go have some calm time in hopes that a conception would happen, that my pregnancy attempts would take. I had done our last procedure, quote unquote procedure, to try and get pregnant. I lay there at a holy place where the banks washed the granite outcrop and muddy clay river slippery stones and where often the birds flock and the tubing kayaker caravans float. On the opposite side of the river from the Palisade hike overlook where I had gone a week before with my friends for my birthday and where, when asked my wish, I proclaimed without thinking consciously, this year my birthday wish is for babies. I was one. I was me, but now I am not. Poem for the people. I was with them. I was one with them. 
and tell in timing that was ours and beyond me and integrated into me and pulled out of me and for a long time and longed for for a long time they were born out of me and it was me by myself alone in the journeying to make it through and the long process of giving my body to conceiving and the chance to pray them into existence and to tell the universe yes and it was I who let go to the process and it was I who transformed and transfixed with hope that is lasting birthed them and then it was in the golden light of the day when the sun came up and then I quote unquote had them Peggy last John in the in-between first Charlie you were gathered together for seven months and then with the efforts of many countless clinic visits doctor teams conversations of friendships care committee meetings body work chiropractic acupuncture witnessing to the journeying and above all the nurturing of your growth by the care and sustenance offered by your mama Hannah as she fed me for those seven months you were born into a gathering you were born into a sea of hands holding out to you countless people who had prepared to carry you into the world and journey there with me and you were no longer just mine but belonging as always to the universe and the winds of chance transformation had me quaking. Poem for my birth story. Part two. I was interrupted yesterday in recording it while I was waiting in the carpool line for my five-year-olds to finish their day. Today is their first Friday where we'll go to gather as a whole community in silent meeting and I'll get to sit in the pews and watch my children with their big buddies learning how to center, how to find peace, how to have beloved community how to be cared for pretty much condensing into all of the prayers that this podcast is about how to lift one another up in the light, how to walk with each other as friends, how to care for the concerns and the worries and the stress and the chaos and the catastrophe of life by accompaniment, how to pray one another and listen one another and live with one another into existence. So here's the end of the poem the second part of the birth poem. Recorded from the Greenway Space, which is next to our school, and the Rain Garden. That began uh, as a land of abandoned um, space where a gas station was next to a stream. That's the waterhead for this watershed area <laughs> not waterhead, watershed when we created this greenway space, the idea of it and the neighborhood and the school and the community and different nonprofits working together joined around the time that my children were born so it's gone from being an abandoned wasteland to a beautiful naturalized 
rain garden with wildflowers that are taller than me and leading to a new greenway space with a new bridge, a bridge to new possibilities of holding the natural space that we live in in care and compassion. Kind of similar to what it is like to imagine and conceive and birth and then live into letting go into becoming part of creation that birthing is. Part two. And you were born into a gathering. You were born into a sea of hands holding out to you countless people who had prepared to carry you into the world and journey there with me. And you were no longer just mine, but belonging, as always, to the universe. In the winds of chance, the transformation had me quaking. If you're lucky, a midwife or doctor may prepare you for what it's like to come through the postpartum trauma. Quote, the afterbirth comes often with a large process of quaking as the trauma flows out, called the post-labor shakes, end quote. I was lucky enough for someone to take the time to tell me this would occur. The only way you can get through is to shake it out. And once you were all born, and I did not feel that I'd shaken off everything, my body did the shaking for me. I felt that I would shake off the OR table. The only way I could come through was to tell Hannah washed in her Reiki love healing to hold my shoulders tight till she had to go to be with the children in the NICU into the NICU where your godfather Lewis had welcomed you then I let mama go to be with you and to meet you and when she left the room the shaking began again and I had to instruct the quote unquote baby medical resident who had been with much luck to be in the room that day, to be one of the many in the room, of the operation room, prepared for whatever possibility of birth would come. Excuse me, I said to him, could you please put your hands firmly on my upper arm at these pressure points and push, which I now know from practice and body work is the place where, especially when tapping on your forehead too, the body gets the message that it is thoroughly loved that it is hugged to the core unconditionally. And you were one with me, and I had been one with you. But then you were born and no longer with me. And I was alone, by myself again. But it wasn't me. I was no longer the who I had been. And this journey of bringing you into being is long. It is not over. It is a long-haul commitment. It is a dream that unfolds in me. You changed me down to my hormones and chemistry. I am no longer who I was. Who am I now in me? Who am I now in me? I've asked over these years, pained and burned by the bright, the light of your brightness. I am made more one with the light. I am made more bright, like the light of the infinite sun. Like the new dawn that comes and the countless sunsets that before had come, I am no longer me, and I am yours. I am changed. I am one with the you who has been in me, who has come through me, and who is yet to come. Bless you for changing me, 
for now I am bigger than I was before. There will forever be a part of me that is infinite, that was one and who became all y'all. You've become, but understand this, just like I become more, become of you, now you are part of the ocean of people. You are of the community who brought you into being. And though you were born out of me these many years, you will never be alone and neither will I. And prayer for what's coming and what comes beyond, what I can live to witness. Let the circle be unbroken. Will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by? There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Oh, we sang the songs of childhood, hymns of faith that made us strong, ones that Mother Mary taught us. Hear the angels sing along. Will the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by. There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Centering in the quiet with you as I create this part of the podcast and the episode on bearing children, triplets, in the context of the song Three Feet or So by Carrie Newcomer. It comes to me to offer the poem that I created this summer for for a friend, for friends, for you as part of this journey of writing and trying to collect the insights that have come to me through the journey of bearing triplets. What it is to parent, what it is to partner, what it is to gather in beloved community in order to be able to carry the concerns and the life that we are offered. Isolation is not an option. Individualism is not a path that can be um, 
it's not a path that can be when you're a person with a large family like mine. Or we could try to carry it on our own, but that's not the people, that's not the way we are with people in the world, and that's not who we are as a people. As Quakers, as partners, my wife and I, Hannah, and we invite beloved community into our lives in a way that is unique. And it's the way we walk the path. It's how we place our feet on the planet. So here's a poem I offer out of a place of thanks for those who have joined us on the journey and those who are joining us on the journey, knowing that we can't walk this path by ourselves and that my body especially, once I began to carry triplets, became a experience to live into that is about understanding my own place in the world, but how my life is about interconnectedness in a way that I can't go back to being um, living just on my own in ways that I may have in other paths and other times. Your feet poem. I find myself thinking about your feet a lot, your beautific feet, because I'd like to observe where they have come from and where they are going. Because your feet are a lot like my feet, the contours and the crevices, the paths we've walked, the pain and the overcoming, the joy and the jumping lightness that has carried us. Your feet, could it be, are feeling free? I love to think because they are like a testimony, a window into what can be. When one walks peacefully, easy, graceful, hardworking, committed to the path, you are walking as you do. And my feet, my dear, are a lot like that too. My soul is, dare I proclaim, on a journey like yours and thus. This is why I find I'm compelled to meditate on where you begin and where your heart connects to the ground, where your intentions go flying. I am finding your feet fascinating. I find your feet fascinating because it's time that I paid a little more attention to mine. Yes, I find your feet fascinating because it's time that I paid attention a little more to mine. This time I let my life leap a little more into that oneness and into the things that are challenging. In the weeks post when we met, I kept dashing my ankles against things, kept bruising my heels, Achilles, angles, ankles all over the place. It was a little bit biblical, though I haven't looked up yet what that means, to dash one's foot against the stone. But once I got the practice, the hang of hanging out with yours, I figured out little by little the timing of how you, I had imagined, are two walking, practicing peace walking. You two are practicing peace walking. We two are practicing peace walking. I am practicing peace walking. I find that when I'm out in the world, the wild world waking, walking, when I'm out in the wild, wild world walking, I'm using every inch of power I contain and every humble gratitude I can feign to place my feet in an embrace with the earth. I pound my feet like a drum, beat out the best beat of proclamation for what is most needed in the, these days in the universe. I pound my feet like a drum, beat out the best beat of proclamation for what is most needed these days in the universe. And I think if love exists, it is found in truth, and that it could be because I believe you are out there doing that walk too. I can leave the grief and trust that it is possible. 
trust that is possible because I trust you're out there using every cell to plant your prayer to form that invitation in those you meet. That you, like me, are longing to practice this path in the hope that a little bounce in the step will bring about a more connected life, a more compassionate way, a path to the center that is a life that is fully lived. What are your feet, I pray, touching tonight, today, tomorrow? What did they touch yesterday? If all is okay for you then, I will hold a little moment to give a shout-out thanks for your feet, to tell the universe, God, Goddess, this, and bless you, your beloved mother too, for the gift of your most tender place there. And I put mine up too, to hold a place for where the best intentions are held tight there, yours and mine. What are you doing to care for your feet? If you ask me, I'd have to answer that I've been bathing mine in holy water and I've been caring for mine too by holding yours in the light. <laughs>